ladies and gents, welcome to what would be, I guess, we we're going to call it the final five on the road of Preacher Season 2. My name is Mose, and as always on this path with me is James Thompson. Hi, Mose. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since our last one. We've had a number of things getting in the way. You moved house. I've yes. been dealing with launching um, Apple app stuff. Uh and yeah, that's kind of, I think it's been five weeks, I think, since our, our last yeah. confession. Yes, life gets very much in the way. And uh, I think everybody has been more than um, sympathetic to us. So that's that, that's worked out for us. Yeah, we, we actually had people reach out to us on Twitter and say, you know, do, do, don't forget the, the the end of this. It's like, oh, somebody's listening. Cool. Yeah, that was. I think that was uh, maybe the sixth, maybe the seventh listener. So we were, you know, we were happy about that, and we aim to please, and we want to help them out. Indeed. So we've got quite a bit to cover here. We've got five whole episodes. Yeah, um, you know, I almost wanted to start at the end. I almost want to do that <laughs> because that way it gets things out of the way, and we can kind of look in a direction. However, I am open to ideas. Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, the thing that got me that I thought was worth talking about was I thought episode nine and ten were like the worst of the whole season. I, I think, um, that, yeah, that really brought brought things down down to square one a little bit. What what in particular kind of hit you wrong? Because I think I have some ideas as well. Yeah, I mean, it was because uh, we were originally we were going to do those two episodes, so I'd yes. gone through them and we'd, uh, you know, I'd, I'd prepped them, made my notes on that. So I watched I watched those two back to back, and I was just watching them thinking. This is like we've lost direction here. Um, I think it, there was like not a lot happened in nine and ten. And I'd written on my notes. I said, I think we can deal with these two episodes in about 15 minutes. Um, and I know you had specific problems with it. Um, I mean, the, the, the thing that bothered me that stuck out apart from the plot, um, the the her star wanting his um prostitutes you know to set up some rough sex rape scenario kind of really bothered me and i don't know why given in the context of this show it did but that was the thing that sort of stuck out and bothered me um but yeah you you, you say what bothered you okay well uh, here's where I, i've been edging this this case for a little while i've been kind of putting it at arm's length seth rogan is has some very funny things that he does and he knows how to make people laugh but he also can go too far i'll let me uh, i'll put into context um the that animation movie what was it um the the sausage party Yes. Okay. I tried to watch that. I watched about 15 minutes of it and turned it off. It just, there's a point at which I am all about potty humor and I can handle potty humor to a degree. But then there's a point at which potty humor just turns just gross and it just becomes kind of real sleazebaggy. 
And this was always what I feared about a Seth Rogen project, which is that it's going to go to a point where I understand you're just trying to push um, the button a little bit and, and, and kind of what somebody can handle. But then it goes a little bit, a little bit overboard. And for me, um, well, number one, we kind of open up those uh, episodes where you have, well, I don't know if you know at the time, actually you don't know at the time, uh, these two uh, individuals having sex and you real and you find out that it's Jesus. Yeah. And that sex scene, like, like I had to like not only turn it down, but fast forward because it was just like really over the top. Mm-hmm. And like, it was like, I don't want anybody hearing this because it sounds, you know, like my wife actually said, what are you watching? And, <laughs> you know, that's that right there tells me that that it may be pushing the envelope a little too much. And that was a setup for that. Um, Jesus has uh, descendants. There are, you know, there's a lineage um, of the Messiah. OK, which for story wise that's interesting. It's not something we haven't heard of before. You know, I'll bring up the last scion with um, the um, Jay and Silent Bob movie, uh, Dogma. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that it's an interesting take on that. We go a little bit further in these episodes, and we find that uh, the descendant of Jesus is really kind of a mongoloid and... And it's set up that he's, you know, he's, you know, because Jesse meets him uh, and he takes a piss on him. For me, there are certain things, you know, I'm not going to just say, you know, and just say, "Mm, you know what, I am a Christian, but I'll just kind of get through this. You know, there are certain things that just it just rubs me really wrong and it's not it doesn't become i i know where they thought this would be funny and where they would be taking it it just didn't ring real well with me it just it and then there's a a storyline that ha- kind of happens that i'm looking to you to help me with because it seems as though there are two governing bodies you have like the holy roman church who is going to try to push um, what what is Jesus' descendant's name? Like Hugaboo? Humperdoo. Humperdoo. That's right. And um, it seems as though they're going to try to make him the Messiah and not Jesse. And that's Hair Hairstar is is definitely trying to push Jesse to become the Messiah. But I I feel like that storyline somehow fell flat. I don't understand that race to who who's going to push their Messiah. And I did think was interesting when Jesse uses the voice on Humperdoo, he absolutely flips out. But here's one other thing that I, it, it comes back to episode one, I believe. And if you look at Humperdoo's drawings, I saw the dog sitting there and I yeah. said, oh my goodness, there it was. Yeah. And I think we probably said something at the time. Yes. You know, there's the whole dog slash God reverse the letters thing. 
I've always and, thought that. That's so – it's just one of those weird things. I thought, I thought that as a kid, I thought that was always weird. Yeah. And they, they refer to that character as man-dog throughout the, the, the rest of these episodes, um, like the character had a name. Um, yeah. I mean, so just to circle back on the on the sort of uh, – you know, this this show is trying to push – in lots of different directions so you know we've had the the sort of the extreme violence uh, and things like that and yeah they're, they're pushing on the extreme blasphemy side as well and i mean we kind of knew what we were getting into with that in sure in terms of the show but yeah no i mean i you know i i was raised a catholic and lapsed many a year ago so it, it doesn't bother me on the, you know, the theological side of things, but it it bothered me on the storytelling side of things. I think, it, I think for me, it's always there are certain, you know, when you look at institutions in general, it is very easy to to make fun of. And it's it's, it's an easy joke, but I think. And I'm all for the easy joke in, in one regard, but make it make it smart. And like, it doesn't have to be filthy. I don't know. It just, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, it just, it, it, it didn't make me stop watching the show. No, it didn't. No. And I mean, it's like, I think there's going to be people who look at this show and there'll be something that sticks out as, you know, too far on a lot of different directions. I mean, the, the, the fact that you've got Hitler as this oh. effect, effectively oh sympathetic character and this, the whole sort of storyline with him, there are going to be people who find that, you know, completely beyond the pale. Um, yeah, I, it's it's kind of, it's weird, and I mean, yeah, it's like you know, why did why does this bother us, and you know, whatever uh, terrible violence that we've had throughout the whole series, you know, doesn't really bother us, and things like that, and. Well, like I, as and the, and as the things that, yeah, the things that, that Cassie's son is doing, there's a lot of stuff we don't see. It's off screen, which I'm assuming that things were cut. Hey, it could be cut or they just decided that they weren't going to be able to get that on yeah. uh, on TV or, or, or whatever reason. I mean, it's, yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff in this that, uh, it feels like they're pushing it a bit too hard just to try and get a reaction out of people. There you go. But like you, um, it didn't make me stop watching the show. And I, re I still would go to f as far as saying I really enjoy the show. Yes. Um, but the, the the episode nine and ten that they kind they didn't lose me, but I was just like, ah, this is. We feel like we're stuck in this place, and you know they're they're doing all this stuff and. Yeah, so not the not the best way to sort of begin this uh, little block. Well, and if I if I look back because we're looking at the entire season kind of now, but but we're using some of these episodes to kind of kind of create footholds. Um, hmm. We knew that Tulip had it, you know, a PTSD thing over um, the Saint of Killers. Yeah, so we kind of knew. Or at least, I mean, I think we, I think we did that. Well, number one, the Sand of Killers isn't dead. 
we knew that in some capacity he was coming back. Yeah. I mean, that was just, that was, that was a fact. I mean, you, you can't, it's, it's like, that's a smoking gun that, that had to be, that had to be looked at. Um, and Cassidy's son, that was another one. And the interesting phone call, I, I go back to like these little points in the, in the season, like where, who's Cassidy calling about mm. whether he should turn his son into a, into a vampire. And he says, yeah. don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that stuff actually was really interesting uh, and paid off pretty well throughout the rest of the season. I mean, the the stuff with I mean, we we had the flashback uh, a few episodes back where we went back to see how uh, Jesse and Tulip, when they were living together, how things fell apart. Mm -hmm. And I think we were kind of seeing echoes of that falling apart happening again. And the sort of everybody has their own sort of demons, uh, real or um, uh, otherwise, and and everybody was being pulled in different directions. And I I kind of don't enjoy TV that has that, you know. Let let let's take our our happy team and you know, we'll we'll just put them through the grinder and you know we'll have this. There was something about it that bothered me. But yeah, well, because I think we I, – I, let me uh, let me see if I can figure this out because I think we like our, our, our threesome. We like that idea of that team. Yeah. It, it, they're convoluted. They, have, they bring their own idiosyncrasies to the table. And what we kind of don't really need is for them to have – we already know that there's a sexual tension between Cassidy and Tulip. And yeah. ever and and ever letting Jesse know about that, which I thought was going to happen, I had called yeah. that out, and it didn't happen quite the way we thought. I thought he was going to say something at the very end, and it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but I, I see what you're what you say. Like these guys are already kind of misanthropes. Why? Why? Let them fight the outside world, not fight internally. Yeah, and I mean, I think that you know, it's done for the purposes of drama, and, and sure. they had more episodes this season, so they needed more story. Mm. And I don't know if this is just playing true to the the original comic, because as we've said many times, neither of us have read it. Right. So this could just be, you know, they're taking the the they're going the same plot line as the comic, um, but the, we we had the the sort of everyone pulling in different directions and yeah, Cassidy's dealing with his son and it's been clear, you know, that the son is, cause I, I think, you know, we didn't get to explicitly said, but you know, I think start of episode nine, he was feeling mysteriously better. And, and then it's, you know, fairly obvious that he's a vampire. Right. And, and then, uh, we see him gradually sort of uh, indulging all these various pleasures and it getting darker and darker and in some senses dragging Cassidy back into that darkness. Um, and yeah, in fact, it, yeah, that's interesting you said it because, well, I, I like, first of all, that we learned how Cassidy was when his son was born and you get yeah. a, a feel for this guy really 
wanted to do something big and be a great dad. And and he missed out on all that. He's put into a position where his son's going to die, but he actually has the ability, which I think a lot of us, given in that position, would probably have done the same thing. And, yeah. But then you realize that, you know, this person has lived their lived their life, let's say Dennis is 70, I don't know. But given the chance to, you know, you, you kind of go through this timeline like that you live in, um, your own personal timeline, and then given the chance to do whatever you want because now there's no consequences and I can't die, you see a change in a person. Like it's almost like, and I'll, like, I'll, I'll bring this kind of to a preacher level, which is if you don't have a fear of God, then what happens? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't clear to me if there's a kind of, you know, if you become a vampire, you've lost your soul or, right. or something like that. It didn't seem like that, right? Yeah, I mean, it didn't seem that way. And, you know, we've seen in this show, souls are, you know, a physical souls thing. Souls are a commodity. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if vampire souls are, are a good thing or a bad thing or or, or whatever. But yeah, there seemed to be a, a darkness that comes in. I think there was a line about, you know, when you become a vampire, it just kind of amplifies what's already there or or something. It's, yes, yes. Um, and I think the purpose of Dennis was basically was leading us up to what happens in, in the finale, which we will not comment on explicitly yet. But um, – you know, to be a cautionary tale of of what happens, and yeah, the whole don't do it. Um, I mean, it's much like uh, when Jesse has that conversation and he's talking about having given up one percent of his soul, and the other preacher is like, you know, just don't do it because there's consequences to this. Yeah. Um. And and yeah, uh, we, but the other thing is we. Uh, we get all these flashbacks to Jesse's childhood as well. And we get some more sort of context for the stuff that he's been through and the fact that why he knows so much about like the soul trading and, and that sort of thing. And that, yeah. And that, that there, that flashback I wasn't prepared for. Yeah. I mean, like we, that was episode 11 and it's like, we start with, uh, what we assume is the saint of killers being pulled up out of the swamp. Mm-hmm. And then they pull up this sort of coffin like thing. And I was like, okay, what's going on here? And it turns out, yeah, it's young Jesse who's being tortured effectively by being put in this swamp with an oxygen supply. Okay. Paint, maybe James, I was totally, totally buggered and baffled at this. I, I yeah. it, did. It, I felt like it came out of left field. Am I wrong about this? Like, like there is nothing that I knew that would lead up to this woman who is basically kind of brainwashing Jesse into believing that he's somebody else. No, I don't think it's. I think it's. Uh, uh, so Jesse's. This is Jesse's mother's family. Um, yeah, this is like. Uh, whether he was uh, a custer or a longel, that's his mother or his father versus his mother. And when the father's killed, then it's the the mother's family takes 
takes him in. Okay. I couldn't, I just, I did not have, for some reason, I don't know if I was like sleepy on the bus or something, but like, I just, I, I missed something. Like I couldn't figure out who these people were. There was a reference to the Langel surname at some point. I think it was with the preacher. Remember, they way back, they, they Jesse went and the gang went to see uh, this sort of preacher who had the woman chained up uh, yes. in, a, in a cage. Yes. I think that was mentioned there when talking about because that preacher had married his parents. And the, the Angelville had been referred to like he'd look at a poster or something that referred yes, to Angelville. Yes, yes. And he'd had some kind of reaction to it. And we now know it's because he lived there, was kind of raised there for the his teenage years, it seems. Um uh, and there was this grandmother. I didn't I wasn't hundred percent sure what happened to the mother and that might be some point where I was asleep. But the there's this grandmother figure who's trying to sort of torture the custer out of him in some fashion. And yeah, she seems to be uh, way into this kind of um, mystical soul trading. There's some, so, okay. So there's the scene later on where he's like, he kills this chicken. Yes. And he takes it to the, the grandmother. And I initially took that to be it was a sacrifice. I did, too. Now, I will tell you that the reason that scene exists is because of the dead chicken and him running through um, like, like a Forrest Gump um, type road. So the visual cue is there at the end of the at the at the very end of the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. I thought I thought the exact same thing too that it was some sort of sacrifice to get out or get away. Yeah, but that didn't seem to be the case. That was not the case. Yeah. Um Yeah, so so yeah, we ha- I I think I I'm pretty sure I can say this with certainty that this is his mother's family. And this is like he had his sort of initial years with his father, and that's where he got the whole preacher side of things. Mm-hmm. And this is his mother's side of the family, which is where he gets the whole kind of bank robbing um, occult occult background. Yeah. So he so Jesse Custer is basically brought of two different types of we'll call it spirituality. Yeah. That are that are diametrically opposed to each other, but have very similar backgrounds. And and of course, we could probably raise that theme out to a thousand foot mark, and also see between the churches and the Grail um, Corporation. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So. Um, the other stuff that was sort of going on in this is we've had the the Eugene storyline, which I thought the Eugene storyline was going to uh, cross the other storyline, but it's yes. been com- completely separate for the entire episode. The only character that's crossed over is that guard woman um, from the you know the the 
custodian of hell. Yes. Um, and the, the saint of killers to a certain extent. Uh, and that was very interesting just from the kind of what, what are they doing? You know, and the whole thing seems to be set up effectively because, you know, it doesn't impact the storyline uh, of the rest of the thing at all. No, it doesn't. And I thought for sure that uh, there was going to be some sort of redemption arc for Jesse and seeing um, seeing him once he got out of hell. Like, I, you know, it just it seemed like that and like that was an obvious thing that was going to happen. You mean Eugene? Yeah. <laughs> With Eugene getting out of hell. Yeah, yeah. 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 Jesse would say, oh, my gosh, you know. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't mean to do that. And and Eugene obviously being extremely upset about being sent to hell. Yeah. And it was it was interesting because when we went into this, we were like, well, this this is going to become, you know, we'd not seen our our cast in the big city before. And we thought we were going to get this sort of epic road trip. And really, we kind of didn't. Everybody was just sort of where they, you know, that was like Dennis's house was like the main kind of like that apartment was one of the main sets yeah. that a lot of stuff happened and hell and, and you know, places like that. And you can understand for budgetary reasons why we're not getting like massive uh, set pieces else, elsewhere. Um, but it, it kind of surprised me that we, we stayed in that um flat for the entirety of the series mm-hmm. um and i thought and quite honestly like you know you you get kind of a spatial awareness of i thought maybe dennis owned that like a, a house like it seemed like they were walking into a house not an apartment complex yeah and then all of a sudden you have uh the, the two members of the grail that are moved you know just down the row and then yeah. The murders that happen when Saint of Killers comes in, it's just like, wait a minute, there's a bunch of people that just got waxed. Yeah, and it just—it was one of those things where it's like, I see you—they you, did a great job on one level of putting this all together, but it's those little things that it's just like, wait a minute, I know I'm not supposed to care, but I kind of do care. Like mm. I, I realize that 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 people that lived in there was just an ends to a means, and they were basically, you know, just blood sacks for when the saint comes through. But it it just it there was just a little bit of, it, I mean, I'm nitpicking, but it just was a problem, you know, on one level for me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I I liked the the sort of storyline of the. I can't remember what her real name is. It's a Featherstone who yes. was, um, and she plays Jenny, Jenny. Yeah. Who, who befriends, uh, Tulip, but for the purposes of basically driving a wedge between them. And, and we had that sort of camera that was stuck on the wall that was kind of slowly falling off the wall over about three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I was waiting for that to pay off, which it eventually did. Well, you know, kind of. let, let, yeah, let's talk about payoffs just slightly for a second there, because I we there's a moment where you think Tulip is going to go diesel on Featherstone. And, you know, she said, I didn't tell you about Dallas. 
Now, this is earlier on, not not near yeah. the end. And it just amazes me that Tulip, as as a as a as a smart, streetwise savvy person, didn't just take to that. Instead, they you know played rock band. Um, yeah, which it was just weird. I I. I I know that was like it's supposed to build tension, but then we left it and just left it alone. And ultimately, the only reason we knew about it was because of the camera. Yeah, and and the the fact, I mean, she knows about the camera, and just is like, well, you know, their plan worked. What difference would it have made? Um, and she kind of just seems resigned to that. And, and I mean, she had her whole thing with the the PTSD. And, you know, was going to that bar to get shot in the chest repeatedly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, and clearly things were not going well between her and Jesse. And, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of, the, a lot of the, the things that I didn't enjoy about this sort of last half of the season was just, you know, wanting to slap all our, our heroes and have them talk to each other. Uh, because if they'd actually had a conversation you know, a lot of things would have been avoided. Well, yeah, and like even Jesse, uh, especially when he kind of falls off, um, even searching for God after he figures out the whole man dog situation, like <clears throat> he's literally not a part of the household for an episode or two. Yeah, yeah, uh, and he's like, he's beginning to. He's always had this sort of. Uh, streak of vanity or whatever you would call it this sort of like you know i am the chosen one kind of thing i was given this for a reason and and that's the sort of the worst aspect of him in terms of you know he he's he kind of blew that like with the um the angel uh right at the beginning of the season who was you know beginning to sort of trust them and then he was like yeah no this is this is my mind to do what i I want with kind of thing. Yeah. Um, oh, James. And, yeah. Speaking yeah. of of the angel, like something that came full sor- full circle to me was when uh, Hitler. It's so weird to say that uh, Hitler and Eugene um, are when they're, they're you know the the Grim Reaper takes them or well actually tries to but they get out of hell. And yeah. their waypoint is the same place that we see the angels in the very, you know, when they first get on earth, it's, yeah. th- there's that, there's that, you know, you know, angelic bus stop or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I mean, again, it's partially just budget, but also it's just bringing the, you know, the, there is this sort of regularized transport system, you know, public transport system running between hell and the um, Grail runs it. Yeah, was it a Grail thing? I mean, there, well, there was like the, this the, is why the, I think it is because in when um, when the Saint of Killers comes and then the Grail comes to intervene, they yes. they use the it's got some sort. I can't remember the name on the van for the life of me. I'm sorry, listeners, um, but it's it's the exact same uh, decal. Right. Well, I mean, there was also the fact that the uh, the hell prison guard lady turns up um, mm-hmm. to to get the Saint of Killers back, and she says, you know, uh, something like, "You're lucky to have a man like her style looking after you." So there's clearly, you know, th- there's 
because my initial thought was that the grail was a completely independent had no actual connection either way you know right. it was just like a, yes. an earth-based organization that had built this cult up around the you know the descendant of jesus and there was no like it's not like they had a direct line to heaven or hell but it seems like they did because they um they were the ones who set up getting the actor guy um up to heaven to cover there uh-huh. and they also seem to have a working relationship with um hell as well so yeah uh, and that kind of confused me because I thought we were just having all these different factions and it's like, uh, maybe we don't. Yeah. Uh, and the fa- there are a few things, a few threads, if you will, that seem to are, I, I would assume that we're going to see for season three, which would be Saint of Killers wants to have a meeting with Satan. Yes. Um, and the fact that they had... They had seemed to, as part of the deal, when when he, Saint of Killers was trapped in the the van and he was sitting in a warehouse um, with um, oh, I'm I trying know. to remember. I'm I trying know. to remember. I wrote down his name, but uh, is it Jefferson? Yeah, it, no, it's not Jefferson. It's, it, it Hoover. That's so yeah, Hoover. It, it, yeah. Um, he was seemed to be he because he was going through the manual on the soul machine and the deal seemed to be he would remove jesse's soul so he could no longer be controlled by jesse um and that's why at the end we had the the sort of throwaway line of uh her star saying he had that one percent of jesse's soul which is clearly going to be used to manipulate him or control him in some fashion. Yes. Okay. You know, the, again, that was another one of those situations. And that scene, um, and I think we're kind of getting to some of the the very, very end here, but Hairstar doesn't allow for an ambulance, but he wants Jesse to get there as fast as possible because obviously something has happened. Yeah, and I think that's it's all part of his master plan of i mean it's separating him from tulip in a in a very sort of fundamental way but you know breaking up the gang which it it does i mean um yeah it's uh do you think that hair star is going to be amazed when he meets hitler I don't know. Um, because I, I only, you know, look, the guy has a Germanic accent. I can only assume that those two are going to get together in some capacity. Yeah. I mean, I think when we first saw her star, he was wearing effectively some um, Nazi-esque, if not literal Nazi outfit before he took his white right. uh, stuff. Right. And uh, – yeah, I mean, the fact that Hitler has escaped hell is obviously going to be a, a season, uh, next season plot, I think. Yeah. Um, I was kind of vaguely surprised, you know, so we have this Hitler being nice and getting Eugene out, and it always seemed like he was actually trying to do something good. Right. And, you know, there was a sort of redemption arc that they were aiming for. And he d- he sort of saves at the end when um, they're trying to stop Eugene from leaving. And he says, you know, you can go, but I can't go. And and Eugene does the whole, no, you, you need to 
you know, you've, you've redeemed yourself. Uh, it's like, I kind of don't really think he's redeemed everything he's yeah, done. Just no, because the saving of one is not the same as killing millions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, we, we, we did see the second half of Hitler's um, personal hell, which involved him uh, basically, uh, you know, in, in the art, ga- in the cafe bit, he goes up to the art guy, his art is criticized. Then the communists burst in, one of them drops a gun and he picks it up in a kind of decisive way. And then just basically gives it back to the guy. Uh, his girlfriend leaves him. And then, the, you know, the Jewish man in the cafe got the last of the plum cake before he got some. Mm-hmm. And that was like the, the catalyst. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they've, they've, they've built up this character. And he, he does have this moment where he's trying to set up a distraction because Eugene is getting screened for the to see whether he shouldn't be there or not. And he has this sort of, you know, he does his face, his face literally shifts and he, you know, I shall not use the words on this podcast, but, you know, he, he sort of, he, he says, you know, he's Adolf Hitler in a, in a way that they all listen to him. And I think we're maybe seeing the, the true nature there uh-huh, uh-huh. and everything the, else the, was an act. This guy has a plan and this, this is I, like, he's Hitler. And yeah. he has plans, and he's not this throwaway douchebaggy character that he's playing as. Yeah, and, and then there's the point where they get out, and then he runs away, and then is immediately hit by a car. And I was like, you know, is that just going to be this whole thing? Is just some throwaway? He gets out, and then is immediately killed by a, you know, a hit and run or something. But no, he, he keeps going and runs away, and and that's like. The show kind of just sort of shrugs its shoulders and goes, "Oh well, uh, maybe we'll this will come that later." Back. Yeah, um, I, I kind of liked that storyline with Eugene, and and I liked the way that you know they they kind of used the limited set of you know there was the the bedroom of the girl and and like sort of working through Eugene stuff. I also like seeing the actor without all the face prosthetics on him. Yes. Um, uh yeah let's 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 kind of go dive into that because it seems as though eugene is if he does certain things inside of his hell it changes his hell and i thought the you know i'm always kind of i get very soft a soft spot when people say or do things really well and do the right thing and when his relationship with his father, for instance, and mm. his father comes in with the prosthetic on and they, you know, it's like, you know, I love you. And I mean, they, but they have a, they have a, a hard exchange there. Like, I wish you would just kill yourself. And Eugene has the opportunity to kind of like, like, you know, I love you, dad, you know, and I, I, I'm that none of that's going to make any difference. I, I just, that was one of those, like there is, you know, some of these really kind of weird soft spots that, that I thought I get, you know, I'm, I get a l- slightly misty about. Yeah. I mean, I liked him standing up to the girl and sort of saying, you know, no, you're just a bad person. And he says to his dad, you know, I'm just a kid. You know, I made a mistake. Yeah. This is not, uh, and I, yeah, I like that. And that, well, that was the sort of the, the unlocked the secret door that enabled them to get out. So I'm assuming that, because Hitler ran the place and knew how all this stuff worked, he maybe needed somebody who was going to be able to trigger this in mm-hmm. some fashion as he his way out. That, that didn't deserve to be there. 
and he yeah. knew didn't deserve to be there to be able to get out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it would be interesting to see if he becomes a, a, a major antagonist in, in the next season. Um, I mean, they might have him not turn up for, you know, like not turn up at all for the next season and, and just appear at the end or something, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was an interesting way of dealing with, with that stuff. Um, so what happens to our team? So, well, I mean, Cassidy has this relationship with his son, which is sort of dragging him towards the darkness again, and he can see it happening. And, it, you know, there, there's a whole load of stuff that revolved around this tiny dog that his son clearly wanted to eat. Yes. And uh, Cassidy was... Uh, protecting and keeping in a little drawer um and it kind of took me by surprise when uh you know cassidy sort of says you know he or well we had the reveal that the son could speak english perfectly Mm -hmm. for the whole thing right um and he says you know can you be good and he says no i don't think i can be good not with you here and then pushes him out the window and and closes it behind and uh, I'm assuming that is the last we will see of Dennis because he he seemed to be burning up fairly quickly. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he's done. He's done. So I think they just didn't want to either spend the 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 effects budget or show on TV the the full kind of disintegration. But yeah, that seemed to be the end there. Well, uh, and and, he, and 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 Cassidy needed that. That was that was he he converted him out of guilt more than anything. Yeah, and I mean, we'd had the se- like he'd had the there was a kind of dream sequence where he kills Tulip, um, which I did initially think was real. Yes, um, and uh, you know, we, we saw him sort of get dragged into the darkness, and he was clearly watching some dodgy vampire stuff on on the internet, um, and so we have him. He goes through this whole thing um, of seeing how it is bad to, you know, make somebody a vampire to save their life. Um, and we have Tulip's story where, you know, she's basically been in this sort of fugue or whatever for the for a good part of the season since her first interaction with the Saint of Killers, which has really haunted her. Um and I mean, she gets some kind of like when he comes back, she takes him on again. It doesn't do her much good, but she tries. Know, she tries. And uh, but as they're as the the two of them are going to drive away uh, and leave, um, because at this point, Jesse has decided that he is the, the chosen one. Um she goes back up to say goodbye to Jenny, um, and and it all comes out that you know this is a uh, has been a surveillance operation and a setup, and she trusted her, and you know she was betrayed and stuff, and so yeah, we have the sort of the the, the big ending point, which is um, she gets shot, and Jesse gets the call from Cassidy just as he's about to get on the jet and and go off to his talk show future 
and Jesse rushes back and they have this uh, Cassidy and Jesse have this kind of thing where, you know, th- there's no ambulance coming. We know because her star has stopped this from happening mm-hmm. and they don't have the resources to do anything. And it comes down to uh, where to let her die or not. And, and, and this was where he, you know, this is Cassidy had done this before and at, for Dennis, which was yeah. use the voice. And we yeah, haven't I, even touched on what happened, what's happened to the voice. Yeah. Well, the voice is clearly as Jesse is straying to the path of, you know, not looking for God and uh, straying from what we believe is the path that he should be on. The voice is stopping working. Okay. That this is key. This is key, James, because I didn't I didn't read it this way. I thought it was damaged with the fight with the Saint of Killers. But I, I like so. yours better. I think there's a couple of points where it kind of didn't work initially and then he kind of steps it up a bit, but it's like it seemed to be the more steps he took away from the path of looking for God that it just didn't work. I, I, I love this theory because I, I it, because I thought it was it was just it was like he got throat punched and, and it like damaged him. But I, 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 I think you're right. I want you nah. to be right. I, th- this is my thought. And it's like he's not going to have that ability until he realizes what it's for. <clears throat> right. Because uh, we don't know why he got it in the first place. Right, but, because it did go to multiple people and killed them. Yes. Um, so we have this scene where basically uh, Cassidy and, and Jesse fight and lots of stuff comes out. But but they kind of Jesse restrains him and says, you know, to let just let her die. You know, don't let what happened to Dennis happen to her. Mm-hmm. Um. And she dies. And then we have this this scene of them sort of back on the road. Wait a minute. Uh, what, one, cl- one clear thing is uh, he was going to turn uh, Tulip. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. he, neither one of them were going to – one's power didn't work and the other one didn't – and like, no, we can't turn her into a vampire yeah and and i think that as i said that was the point of dennis was like if we hadn't gone through that whole storyline arc with him people would be saying well why doesn't he just bite her and you know make her uh like you so uh and so we have them back on the road with her body lying in the back of the car and uh cassidy's like there's something i've been meaning to tell you for a long time um i really hate you Mm. And he goes, well, you hate me now, just you wait. And they pull back up into Angelville. And as they drive in, like a chicken runs across the road. Um, And I took that to be at least an indication of maybe this isn't exactly the same chicken, but that chicken has been raised from the dead. Right, right. And this is all visual cues to let us know. Okay, he's going to see this this person who can bring bring things back to life. Yeah, and there's always a cost, as she says. But yeah, so I don't know what this you know this is like another route to 
bringing her back to life. So clearly the, the vampire route he's not happy with, but he is happy with handing her over to this, whatever she is, mm-hmm. that is his grandmother. Um, and I mean, I, I don't think for a second that we're not going to see her in the next series. No, oh, you can't. You, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to clip Ruth Nega. Get out of town. Yeah, no, no. I mean, she's one of the best things in the show. That's- so I, that, that she's not going to, she's not going to be gone, but they might toy with it for a few episodes, but she'll be back. Right. Um, Is this a superhero show? Uh, I don't know. I don't think that's how I would describe it. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, origin stories and there's a superpower and and, and stuff like comics. That. And it, you know, it came from comics and, uh, but as many people we know will tell us, you know, comics does not equal superheroes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is possibly more akin to uh, tries to think like Constantine or some of these other sort of supernatural mm-hmm. um, things. I mean, there's a there's certainly what I would describe as comic book violence and things, and the the sort of the way that it's the the story is told. But I don't I don't think I don't see him as a superhero. I can't see you know him. Even if he's played Iron Man's dad, you know, uh, it's not. Yeah, it doesn't even. I mean, it, yeah, something like Doctor Strange, I guess, is, is not a million miles away um, in terms of the looking at the mystical side of things. But you know, the, there's no. I mean, yeah, they're they're they are effectively trying to save the all of uh, existence. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think it's a superhero show, but I think going into this in the very beginning, James, I actually did think that I, again, not knowing much about the storyline at all. I mean, mm. very little. And I think when you put people like Tony Stark's dad in it, I mean, there there are certain, you know, just context clues. I was like, oh, maybe it is. And this could be interesting. Who knew? I, I I don't think it is. I mean, I, I'm I think there are heroes in this. I just I think they are extremely broken and fragile heroes at at best. But we'll, yeah, we'll mean, see what happens. I mean, they're 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 very human characters. I mean, Ruth Nega was also in um, Agents of Shield for the first couple of seasons as well. She was, so, you know. Yeah, I love that show, and I don't remember her. Uh, you remember the 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 woman in the flower dress, this kind of mysterious woman who eventually becomes like a sort of spiky porcupine. Oh my gosh! What? Yeah. No, it was. Wait, yes. hold on. Wait, are we talking okay. Agents of Shield or are we talking Agent Carter? We're talking Agents of Shield. Okay, because in okay, because I heard a I, I heard Agent. Well, Carter. he was in. He was in. Um, he Agent, was in Carter. Agent Carter. Okay. Yes. So oh, that's right. Sh- I cannot believe that was her. You're. I'm nine. I'm ninety nine percent sure. You're making me doubt myself now. But well, I, I want to believe in you, James. I, I, as, as I do with all things. 
And this just is amazing to me if this is if this is real. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to Google this just because I, I don't want to be. Um, I don't uh, want you to. No, I, I, I'm okay. going to just. Look. Yeah, she was an agent of Sheila. Holy was. crap. Uh, she was also in Misfits, which was the other show that um, uh, Joseph Gwigan, uh Cassidy yes. was in. Which so I she had, was in. Yes, which uh, you had gotten me to start watching. Yeah, she's in that, I think, early on as well. Uh, Holy mother McCree. I don't know. Maybe it's a superhero show. <laughs> well, it's got a lot of superhero It's got people. DNA. So, it's got DNA yeah, on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was in 17 episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Raina, who was the, the, the baddie or the um, assistant to the baddie. Oh, wow. Boy, that, With show, a, that show has gone through so many weird iterations. Yeah, I really enjoyed the last season I of the whole too. I, w- I wish I wish I had done a podcast about it. I honestly, I wish I did. I would I would have easily um, flushed Flash down the toilet and done Agents <laughs> of Shield. Yeah, because I think Agents of Shield had so many down bits. Like I think how many seasons are they in? Four seasons of that? Because at least it was only in the the sort of recent half, like the second half of the last season. I think mm-hmm. it really picked up. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought that. You know, not to go completely off topic, but you know, I thought the whole uh, Ghost Rider stuff was interesting. Yeah, but but I liked the oh, um, reversing everything. Yeah, it was almost yeah. like, hey, look, we're going to get canceled. Let's just go crazy. Yeah, and I, there's a lot of shows that I've watched that have had that feeling of just sort of like we're just going to completely lean into stuff. Um, Gotham is one, uh, and of late, Gotham has been really good, and the season opener that was just on the other day was actually really good. And, uh, even legends of tomorrow, you know, there was a point where I was watching legends of tomorrow and they have, uh, George Lucas turn up because he's like fundamental to the history of whatever. Yeah. I've heard about this episode. And I kind of watched that and I was like, yeah, okay, fine. This is actually, you know, entertaining, not just in a kind of, ironic way i am actually enjoying this and i went through the same thing with gotham and 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 agents of shield started out reasonable and then it fell off a bit but i i thought the the most recent stuff is good yeah so yeah i mean but preacher like it sounded like when we started this episode we were kind of a bit down on it uh and uh, of the stuff that it was doing and i think we're criticizing it because we really enjoyed it and because we're we're the only people who are actually watching it. <laughs> I, again, um, again, I, 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 you know, if if you're listening to this and you haven't watched it, I don't know what you're doing. Um, I, I just I think that there's something very interesting about this show that I can't deny. And when I when I find things that I don't like about it, it's not out of hating it, hate watching it. It's because I I truly. Am invested in the show, and I think it's interesting. I think it's yeah. good. I think it's um, I, like I had to be careful about how I say this, but I think it's good TV. In that there are plenty of shows, and I will go on uh, again. I, I say this, and and people get mad, but I don't really care. But like, I can't go and like podcast a show that sucks. Like for example, last season of The Flash. That season was horrible. And it makes it really hard to 
I, I don't I don't ever want to waste my time. We only have a limited set of time on this planet. And I yeah. can't watch S shows for just for the sake of of talking about them because I feel like I'm I'm doing myself a disservice. And I'm yeah. doing listeners a disservice. I'm like, we're talking about something that's absolutely mediocre. I don't want I don't like to watch mediocre stuff. Yeah. And I don't think you do either. No, I mean, there's plenty of shows that I've watched that, um, you know, I'll watch it because I've watched it for a while and I kind of want to see where it's going and stuff. But it's not like a there's a there's a very limited number of shows that when they come out, you know, on a, on a weekly basis or whatever, I'll be like, right, I want to watch this now. Right. Uh, and. Yeah, so I mean, I don't take the fact that it's been five weeks since we've done a podcast that we're, you know, bored of the show or something like that. No, because it is. It's just been we we've been busy, and we also I think we need time to kind of digest it a little bit. I think that. Well, I, I think it's actually good that we've got these five episodes to look at because if we'd just done a podcast on the on the two that we had said um, uh, way back, we'd have had a you know. A, We'd have just sat around for an hour and bitched about about oh, the show. Oh, I think you're absolutely right. I think you're absolutely correct. Um, so yeah, it was nice that they they managed to turn it around, and you know, it, it's left it in a place where you know I want to know what happens, and I what, and and yeah, we had the final, the final scene of of the, of this uh, season. Um, we have the weird. Uh, man dogs hotel room mm -hmm. uh, and you see the like as they're driving up the the driveway to get to the angelville the the scene is kind of reflected into the eye of the the dog costume mm -hmm. you know i don't know if that's a sort of you know god is watching what is happening kind of meaning for that or if it was just a transition between scenes that they thought was cool well uh, let, let me dissect that la those last few few bits is i got the feeling this is okay on a on a sound and visual level that god inside that costume was taking a shower in a hotel room and then the hotel room door opened is yeah. that correct yeah, no, I mean, I think I wasn't sure if he was taking a shower or, or uh, a call of nature, but it was, um, you know, the, the, the door opened and I think the blinding light was clear. The, the clear implication was, yep, this was indeed 100 percent God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And is and, somebody is somebody opening the door? No, like, I think it was just he was coming back out into his room, which was, you know, okay. trapped. Trashed okay. and full of beer cans and uh, whatever. But I think it was a uh, – no, he was just – he'd finished his business in the bathroom. He was coming out and, you know, the, the sort of uh, blinding light was just part of God. the package deal. Right. Okay. Yeah. That, all right. That was, the, that was the other way I was looking at it. I just wanted to – I just kind of wanted to get another set of eyes and, and, and figure that out because that makes, that makes, you know, perfect sense to me. Yeah. So um, who's going to play God? That that is actually an interesting question. I was trying to think of that, and and to my mind, you know, uh, some kind of uh, high end British character actor. That's that's kind of where I see it. You could go the Morgan Freeman route 
Uh, he's got the 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 narration voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably too small a show for him to do. But Ian McKellen won't do it. Uh, maybe, maybe he would. But you know, I'm trying to think who you would get. Uh, who was? Um, oh, in, in Dogma, God was George. Um, Car- no, not it wasn't George Carlin. No, it was um, um, woman singer. Oh yeah, uh, Alanis Morissette. Yes. Um, well done for getting that from Michael. Um, yeah, no problem. But yeah, I, I don't know where they're gonna go with it. I, I mean, I can I can see a number of people, but uh, you need somebody who can go from who's clearly gonna have a you know a massive not godlike beard, just be like a complete wreck, um, and then clean up into something uh, slightly more appropriate. That was one other thing that they touched on in Jesse's uh, willingness to accept the Messiah role, which was, Hmm. why would we want to follow a person? He said, I think he said person, or want to follow something that is so kind of... uh, like they're they're calling God kind of this broken kind of gross person, um, and, and they kind of personified him as you know like he's he's into this weird dog fetish and whatnot. I mean he's he's kind of a despicable thing, and it was interesting. Like again, it was one one of those interesting kind of quandaries for me. Is like oh, you are right. I mean this this thing is gross now. Granted, you know, this is a show. This is, you know, storyline. But it was just, it was another one of those little, I'm going to push the button on what if God was a person? And it, oh, again, it brings up the whole Joan Osborne print song, What If God Was One of Us, just a sloth like one of us. And, hmm. you know, so I, I think that there's something to that. I don't want to go any further with it because I don't, I don't want to, you know, reveal my hand too much. But, um, uh, it could be very interesting to have that kind of person playing this role. Yeah. I mean, I think they had the like, cause they, they were basically using the, the Jesus child as a kind of mockery thing. Uh, but with the, I mean, I, the, the impression I got, what, the, what I got that they were trying to do with God is just that he's disillusioned with, creation and is kind of just you know not quite a midlife crisis but you know is is just fed up with everything mm-hmm. um and you know i think that's a more interesting take on on, on it you know like what what happens in that situation kind of thing um, than the, what they were trying to do with the the, the grandson, and I don't actually know why they've got the two storylines, you know, because you've basically got the two figures who are kind of not suitable for the the role anymore. Um, why they needed to do both? Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see where it goes. I mean, it's either that this you know, is all part of some bigger plan that we haven't seen all the pieces of. Um, 
but I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, ultimately, we we we're we're bringing we we know we're going to see Satan. We know the Saint of Killers is not completely hung up. It, well, mm, I, I think he's not completely out of the picture because a he's a really good character. Yeah. I actually liked at the end of this where he had more of dialogue than I think he's had in the entire rest of the show. Yes, where he's talking to Jesse, and I mean, he's talking about the 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 guy who scalped people just because he liked the noise, which was, again, there was a reference. Somebody said that about Jesse, that he broke arms because he liked to yes. hear the, the sound. And I wondered if that was a deliberate uh, reference to that. But the the thing that I wonder is like, so we've seen hell, um, like we've had Eugene down in hell. And I am wondering if we're going to see heaven in some equal fashion next season. Mm. Uh, because I, I think that I place a good bet on that. I'd bet with that. I think, I mean, again, I don't know where the storyline's going, but you know, it would be interesting to show the opposite side of that. And the fact that, you know, Tulip is dead. Um, maybe they have to go get her, whether she would be in heaven. Oh, that, strong. I like it. Uh, so, you know, maybe they've got to find their way into heaven, get her out. Uh, that 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 would I think would be a reasonably good opening to the show. Yes, next season I, I can um, see episode one and Tulip is in heaven. Her her idea of heaven. Yeah, and and equally, you know, she could be somebody who wasn't supposed to be there. Um, you know, where not quite that. I don't know if you've watched the the Good Place. Uh, I've watched a few episodes. I know everybody. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> everybody goes on and on about it. Um, but um, I have an idea okay. of, of what it what it is. Well, it, it, it's you. Yeah, I, I I'm not going to say too much about it. Okay. But the 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 second season kind of turns things around, and it. it like it initially seems to be one kind of a thing, but it's actually something else. Um, it, it's it's an interesting thing, but in that, you know, we have the same kind of idea of somebody is in this place. They're not meant to be there. And, you know, maybe Tulip ends up in heaven. She's not meant to be in heaven. Um, but I could also see her being, you know, a bit pissed if they come and rescue her from there. Yeah, uh, if they have to break her out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, who knows? I mean, I, I it might be that there's just going to be some occult ceremony and she's going to come back and whether she's going to come back the same or she's going to be, you know, missing her soul and not quite be 100 percent there like Dennis was. Um, I don't know. Because mm, uh, I know mean, there's something we know that she that something is going to have to change. Yeah, and I think any one of the characters in this could be like an antagonist. You know, uh, they've all got enough problems with each other. Yep. Hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I enjoyed the season. I thought I did it too. was. I, I I thought it was down towards this sort of episode nine and ten bit, but. And it wasn't what I was expecting because we were very much based in this um, Dennis's apartment and, and surroundings. Uh, but it was interesting. 
uh, and it's doing stuff that no shows that I've watched recently have really done. Yeah, I mean, they certainly have gone through a lot of trouble um, giving you uh, fleshing out characters. Yeah, yeah. So we know we know who we've got, and, and it'll be interesting. I hope that we're not going to have another season of domestic problems between Jesse and Tulip. Um, and I kind of hope that the um, everything comes out from, you know, with Cassidy sleeping with Tulip and all that. So we don't have that stuff hanging over us. Yeah, and we can that's just gonna, get... <clears throat> going to have to get dealt with, though. I think it'll get dealt with because they'll have a... The, I think um, Tulip won't come back immediately. And I think we're going to have probably, you know, the Jesse and Cassidy show for the first couple of episodes. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and maybe all the stuff comes out at that point. Uh, but no, it, it was good. Um, so, so we're, we're on for season three. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I'm assuming it's been renewed. I think the absolute worst thing would be, you know, if we, we invest like two, three seasons in this. Yeah. Uh, and I then agree. it gets canceled and we don't get our resolution. Um, at least then we could go read the comics and we could find out what happened there um, and find out how different the storyline was. But, True. but yeah, um, oh, I don't know. I'm going to just double check and see. I'm sure it's been renewed. Uh, You're about to, well, here comes the news. Yeah, this is where we end this podcast <laughs> on a really dark note. Um so as of the 11th of September, the, it hasn't been officially renewed. Oh, boy. Um, so there's a couple of episodes. There's a couple of things talking about um, from a, a week or two ago saying Preacher season three might not be a sure thing yet, but we already know some of the things we might want to see. Yeah. OK, so. So we're, we're, uh, we're slightly in a limbo state with Tulip. Yeah. I mean, there's there's some signs that say, you know, good signs point to AMC renewing it for a third season, but it hasn't been renewed yet. Um, <laughs> but it's not like a, it's not like a regular network show. So That's I right. don't this think is AMC. It, so it's not that it's um, got to be renewed by this point or it never will. Uh, Look, yeah. I, bought, I bought this season on Amazon because of this show, and because I like <laughs> it. I don't. I mean, look, I know, I know the gray area. I can get things if I want to. I actually wanted to spend money on this. Yeah, and I, I was seeing it on Amazon as well. Um, yeah, it says blah blah blah. Uh, Okay, so AMC has already filed paperwork, like with the New Orleans city, to shoot Preacher Season 3 starting in, in Louisiana, uh, beginning January the 5th. They've got a budget lined up, but they've done all the work in you know getting the city permits kind of okay. stuff. So the paperwork so, is in play, and all it takes is AMC to say, yeah, we're renewing. Yeah, and so if they start shooting in January, I think this season uh, was like end of June or something it started. Yeah, so, yeah. 
so yeah so we've got a while to go we, i mean we're only in september now so right. everybody um, just everybody just calm down do a don yeah. Elton and calm down yeah so it seems likely that we will see it i i do hope so i hope that maybe after this season that people will go back and watch that haven't watched people that we know james and maybe just maybe we'll get some get some some fresh blood inside in inside of our little uh nest of preacher podcasting yeah Oh, we kidnap somebody for one episode. I'm sure I know. we can do. We, we can get Tony every now and again. Yeah, I, I I hope so too, and I hope that people. What I really want is for somebody to start watching the show and then come to us and say, you know, you guys were right. This is actually really good. That would be fantastic, would it not? Yeah. Do I think it's likely? Nah. There's a bunch of <laughs> savages in this town. Hmm. Well, we know what we've got. We've we've got each other, James. Yes, we have. <laughs> and I think uh, with that, maybe we uh, we sign off here and tell everybody to uh, I don't know, do their thing, and uh, yeah, listen to some stuff. Yeah, and um, I'm sure we will podcast again or, or for some other show in the meantime. That's right. But otherwise, um, next June. That's right. I'm marking my calendar right off that right now. Yep. Well, thanks. Thanks again. Um, this has been fun talking about it. And uh, next time we'll try and be slightly more regular with our, our episode drops. Right. But, well, as long as Apple and uh, me moving don't happen. Yeah, well, I think Apple is going to happen, whatever happens. Um, yeah, hopefully right. you don't have to move again. That's, so. Well, that's the important part. We don't want to do that. We'll, yeah, we'll take that. All right, James. Well, I will right. see you again down the road. Indeed. It has been a pleasure on this journey. Every day. <laughs>